0: Second in Nashville, formerly 33rd in Emerald, with the same old fantasy football talk. Twelve degenerates from Oak Lawn, who needs to be the champion. Who's going to win? Who's going to lose? Who's this man? Find out this week on the Fantasy Lounge with your host, Randy Hansen. As a gym coach, he was a natural. Show me some hustle! Here's this week's edition of the Fantasy Lounge. And we are live in the Fantasy Lounge. As always, it's just me, boys. It's the commish on the mic today. No Mikey Mac. He has recused himself from the podcast this week after a a legendary Mikey meltdown. Um, week 4, the guy dropped his entire roster, he dropped his entire team, he did some crazy trades, but the kid will be back, he just had to take a week off, but the podcast must go on. And it's as you can tell, it's a commission by himself, in his car, with a nice glass of red and a lipper in. So, it's been, as you can tell, it's been a crazy week, a lot has happened not only in our league, but across the entire NFL. COVID is a real thing, and it continues to put our league in jeopardy, you could say. COVID, COVID is real, people, we know. COVID, COVID is a real thing, and not only did our president of the United States get it, but a variety of different NFL players got it across the league, and the Tennessee Titans are patient zero. What the Tennessee Titans have been doing, let's just go back to Twitter today. On Twitter today, everyone's already seen the league mates and fantasy players across the United Nation have been constantly on Twitter getting constant updates of what's going on, who's got COVID, yada, yada, yada. And what do we see? The Tennessee Titans were having secret practices. Secret practices. When they were supposed to be self-quarantining, and supposed to be doing all the the mandated masks, all this stuff. They're out here holding secret practices. Yep, we there's video footage on on Twitter that they weren't even out, allowed to use their their league facilities. They're out here holding secret practices. Let that sink in. So just a big f you to Roger Goodell. And a middle finger to the rest of the league that... Not only did we have to negate their bye week and give them a a bye week this week because they weren't able to play, but they're out there not a care in the world. My main thing is, like, can you imagine the Patriots doing this? Can you imagine the public outcry from the NFL and across the United States if the Patriots were trying to one-up everyone to, to get a competitive advantage on the rest of the league? Like the patriots be ostracized. and i'm not a patriots fan well, this a uh, waldo would be going nuts i'm not a patriots fan but like what do we do in the nfl right now the the titans versus bills game is up in the air more titans players have come out this week it got covid um you you every every team only has one bye week this year which i don't understand why we did that but you can't give the you can't get the Titans another bye. Are we going to push it back, shut it down another week, everyone quarantine, and then and then come come back for NFL and take on week six and treat it like week five? I I don't think so. I think this was a slap in the league, and you were putting the league at jeopardy, pretty much dropping a bomb in the league like a big fu. If you don't want to participate in the rules the league has mandated for how how we're going to handle covid outbreaks then you, sh- you there's there's two things one they, they should forfeit i th- i think if if they can't play this week i think the titans should forfeit or two i think their head coach should should be suspended the game now you you could say if if the the Titans have to forfeit a game, they has to be voted on a, a, across the entire league by all the owners, and the owners want the we- the revenue stream of them playing a game. But the, uh, there should be enough games going on, so that I don't think that matters. But there has you have to set a presence as a commissioner. I I should know, um, of some dra- of some drastic disciplinary action to what what we just saw occur. You have to, or everyone else is gonna walk walk all over you. I this week laughed it off as a team having a melt as one of our league mates having a meltdown and didn't treat it as such. And what happens? Someone drops out. So we'll get out we'll get on to that later, that topic later. But I'm just saying as commissioner f- f- me to Roger Goodell something has to be done and i i look forward and i'm i'm closely monitoring w- what's going to take place if this game does if this game doesn't happen also chiefs raiders game is up in the air as well um the raiders all they did was throw out fines as raiders players went out and like we touched on last week in last week's podcast they went out And went to a fundraiser where no one was monitoring any social distancing. No masks were worn out there in the public. Just chalking it up, you could say, with um, with people that were donating money to whatever cause it was. And then some of the Raiders players popped with COVID. Like this is real people. Like what? What are we doing? We need to be better as as a league. I know we can't bubble, the, like the bubble, like I, that's that's like my main thing, like the bubble thing. We can't go to Disney World all of us with a hundred plus personnel for an NFL and and being a bubble. That's that's not possible. But you saw the MLB get to a playoff during the playoffs now, and they did have two teams: they had the Marlins and the Cardinals, both made the playoffs. But they both had these teams that had some COVID outbreaks because they weren't social distancing and they had some issues not not following protocol, you could say. But at least with baseball, there was no – baseball was playing back-to-back-to-back days all the time. So there wasn't not that many opportunities to go out and experience. I know with football, it's going to be hard. There's more players. You play once a week. Every seven days, if that, if you play on a Thursday, every five. But it's going to fall on the players. Like, what do you want to – do you want to get paid? Do, d- Simple question. Do you want to get paid? Do you want to have a product for this entire season? NFL NFL career usually lasts up to, like, two years. Like, for these players, like, if if I'm just, like – I know it's hard. If I'm just, like, on a, the, the bubble kind of guy, like, I, I'm kind of voice my concern. Like, hey, this is – this is my time to make money, especially if this was a contract here. I'm like, like I'm trying to get paid. I'm trying to play football. I'm trying to give in the middle of a pandemic, I'm trying to give the American people that have been going through a variety of different issues and a variety of life altering situations. I'm trying to give them a product that makes them escape that life. And all of us, all of us will eat that, that shit up all day. That's all we want is football. Don't ruin this for the American people, especially in a, a terrible 2020. Like, don't make us watch another debate, of the presidential election. We don't give a shit about that. We want football, and we'll watch that shit up. As you could tell, last Thursday night, when the Jags played the Jets, and the same time the Western Conference Finals is being played with LeBron, arguably America's, uh, you could say like America's team is the Lakers, being played, and they outs. They beat them in the ratings by f- four times. They had four times the ratings, I should say. They had four times the ratings as the Western Conference Finals for arguably the two worst teams playing in the NFL. And it wasn't the Jets; It was the Dolphins. I'm sorry. The Dolphins and Jets. And the Fitz Magic was out there balling. Shout out to Fitz Magic; Still got it. But you know what I'm saying? Like, America will watch football no matter what. This is what our sport is. America's pastime isn't baseball anymore. It's football. Let it be better NFL players. And give America what they want. That's pretty much what I'm saying. All right, I know, I know, I went a little tangent. That wasn't even a commissioner's corner, but I know I went a little tangent. But like, we all want football. That's what we want. That's what we come here to do. Escape from the realities of our lives. And let's move on to some positive notes. You know, I can't do this this next seg- segment justice. I just, I just can't. Without my boy, Mikey Mac, you're lucky. I'm, like, fumbling with words. I'm just trying to do my best to give somewhat of a – some decent content to the league. Like I'm saying, I'm literally in my car so the dogs aren't barking in the background. That's, that's, that, that's, how, that's how far we've fallen. I'm drinking a little bottle, a little glass of red. Eh, might be half a bottle by now. Shout-out to me, the birthday week. But, like I said, next segment – this is my boy segment, Mr. Mikey Mack on the ones and twos. Put on your, put on your little flippers, put on some some floaties. I'm talking like deep floaties because I kind of went kind of a little deep right here with some research. Put on the snorkel gear. We're going a little deep sea diving. Right off the bat, I'm just I'm we're going so deep right away that you don't know which way's up. Darnell Mooney. Yep, you heard it. Darnell Mooney coming off a Bears terrible, terrible offensive performance on Sunday against Indianapolis Colts. Darnell Mooney's only only 1% of leagues. Dude was, a, I believe, a six-round draft pick. But to me, passing the eye test. That's the first thing for me. Only only 1% of leagues. Last week, I mean, the two weeks that Nick Foles has been starting at quarterbacks, he's gotten seven targets and four receptions. You kind of don't like that. But the main thing I'm looking at right now is the snap count. And through four weeks, he's out-snapped Anthony Miller 60% to 51 So Anthony Miller was coming into the season as possibly a sleeper for fantasy value teams. And Mooney, this rookie with no training camp, is already out-snapping Anthony Miller. You love to see that something something's popping for Nagy now. Do we trust Ryan Payson and Nagy's offensive eyes when you run third and one with uh, Cordell Patterson? Like we'll, we won't we won't we won't dive into that as a aggravating Bears fan. We could do like they did on PFT. No, it was any on PFT. I think it was Barstool Chicago. They're like good cop bad cop. Bears suck. Their, their offense is terrible. It's our entire generation, um, our entire lives, they've just been terrible. But that being said. I like that he's. There's something that's passing the eye that he's outstamping Anthony Miller, and it's a good caveat to have, especially in a COVID-ridden year when players are constantly getting not only hurt, but the COVID. You don't know who's playing. Bio weeks are changing week to week. Darnell Moody could be a possible thing to be played down the line, and I do think Nick Foles has a bounce-back week. Um, to to be more productive, you you would say, even though Tampa Bay defense is good. Thursday night, Bears vs. Tampa Bay. I think I think Darnell Mooney might be have some fancy uh, fancy value going forward. And he's only owned one percent of leagues. So it might be a nice little dart throw going um, going forward. Next but not least, a familiar name, especially in Chicago. But um and a Super Bowl champion, you could say, Al Sean Jeffrey. Alshon Jeffrey, right now, I know you're, you're right away. You're like, whoa, the dude hasn't even played a snap, but he's only owning eighteen percent of leagues right now. Philly is twenty seventh in the league in passing yards, and their Carson Wentz is foaming at the mouth for, and all of the Philly, all of Philadelphia is looking for a sustainable wide receiver. They have no one. N- name who their number one wide receiver is right now that's playing. You if if you get, listen closely there's crickets at my garage going off. No one. I think Alshon Jeffrey I'm not saying to start. He needs a f- he need they said he needs a full day of practice where he's 100% go. I'm not saying that he's going to play this week, but going forward might be a nice stash to have on your bench. That Carson Wentz needs another option besides um Zach Ertz. I think Alshon Jeffrey You've seen in the past he's been a top 20 wide receiver. He can have fantasy value, potentially be uh, a high-end wide receiver three, wide receiver two. I know I'm reaching maybe, but I'm saying at least startable in this current current NFL climate. Last but not least, in the deep sea, we are diving, and that is we went wide receiver heavy this week. We're going David Moore. David Moore owned in only 3% of leagues. Now you're saying, whoa, that, that offense, he's not been playing that much snap counts wise. The reason I say that is we know injuries have been a major contributing factor in this league and in every league across the NFL and across all fantasy. Right now, Tyler Lockett is the number four ranked wide receiver and DJ Metcalf is number eight. So, Seattle Seahawks are su- uh, sustaining two top 10 wide receivers and one of the best offenses if not ranked the best offense in the NFL them and the Packers. So so you have two you have two top one top 10 wide receivers. If one of them goes down, God forbid, never wish it for injury, but plan for it. You know what I mean? Always have a backup plan, always have a plan B. I think David Moore can go in there. Russell Wilson is having an MVP caliber year. I think this is a major contributor if there was something to happen, and would be a great handcuff if you owned either one of these guys, so all right, I know i know i know i I try to do it justice for try try to give you some because the the kid's the king of stats, he's the king of math. the commission not so much good at math, I think the last math class I took was two thousand nine, and if that's what I was awake for, um you know as being a college athlete you, you don't really have to pay attention to math, just sports. But I want you, I want you to come up with some fresh air, you know. What I mean, towel off a little bit, um, take take off all your scuba gear, Cause that's uh, that concludes this week's Deep Sea Divers. Next, we're moving on to the commission segment, the mortgage payment. You know, we're we're getting in uh, to to the nitty gritty of October. Um, Halloween's coming up. You might want to buy some Halloween candy for the kids. It might be a little extra expense you didn't see, um, and also you know the holiday seasons are always around the corner with Thanksgiving, Black Friday, yada yada, Christmas. So it might be good to pay attention this week, put some money down because the commission's got some, the commission's got some picks. Now, I I will admit the last two weeks the commission hasn't been hot. Then he has been cold because he's been he's been even. He's been even for two weeks in a row. But his overall record on the year through four weeks is 23 and 12. So you got to love to see that. At least if you're, if you're listening to this, this segment, if you're listening to the mortgage payment, you know the commission he's at least making you some money if you're paying attention. So that being said, I, you know what I did this week? I'm like, I can't do this to my listeners. I can't to my listeners. It's mainly Trotta's listeners and they just tolerate me. But... We got five picks. So at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. You're either gonna be up or you're gonna be down. So at least we got a definitive answer of what kind of what kind of pickup I'm having. I might be in a little I'm in a little even shriek, you could say. So let me throw a little uh, dipski in for this one. A little chaw dog. <clears throat> Alright, the mortgage payment. Right off the bat, I think I think this one I'm feeling the most confident on. It's Panthers versus Falcons. Falcons minus one at home. And I thought Dan Quinn was getting fired after starting 0-4. Um I think the I think this is if there's any. I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. If there's any nuts on this Falcons team, if there's anything, if, if this team has any Gahones and they care anything about Dan Quinn, this is like the must win of the must wins against it not not a good team, the Panthers. So it's pretty much a pick 'em. Do you think that the Falcons win at home? I think the Falcons do enough to win at home. Ridley had a a dud; he had a zero last week. I think Ridley pops off. I think the Falcons go in and they win. I I, I can't give you a number; just just win, baby. Win by two. That's what we need. I'm taking a minus one. You could take them. You could take them in a pick 'em. You just take them on the money line, which I'm sure the money line would probably be like minus one forty. Maybe no, maybe minus one thirty because it's minus one ten at uh, at minus one. So I'm just taking Falcons over on. I mean, Falcons straight up. Get that dub. Next, but not least, Colts minus one and a half at Browns. Now you think you might be thinking, whoa, the Browns looked amazing last week, or is it that the Cowboys defense, like, is arguably the worst defense I've ever seen in football? I I texted the league and I'm like, I thought it was us at Oakland high school, playing football against the Browns. Now, the Browns had two trick plays to score and almost blew it and gave up a... Who would ever thought that a guy threw for over 500 yards and five TDs as a quarterback and lost? And, like, I believe, like, Dak has almost done that twice. Has he done it twice this year? Questionably, I think he threw for four one time and over 500. But I think, as you saw the Colts last week... Playing the Bears, that defense is for real. I think that the, the Jags game, the first game of the season, was just uh, an anomaly, you could say. Um, since then, they have only given up 18, 18 points or lower a game. I think the Colts defense, their front seven is is very good. The Browns do lead the NFL in rushing. They do. They did lose Nick Chubb. A lot of cream hunt, you could say. I think the Colts. The Colts are going to do, they're going to make Baker Mayfield play football. The Browns last week killed the Cowboys, and Baker only threw for 165 yards. Yeah, let that sit in. Only only 165 yards. Um, If you didn't have Landry throw, Landry almost in one play th- threw that bomb to OBJ, and Ryan was ripping me because he thinks OJ B- o- OBJ is back, even though he didn't go for over 100 yards yet again. Um, Colts minus one and a half. I think Colts do enough to win that game, and I think they win by three. Next, I think it's – I'm going to take the Arizona Arizona Cardinals at Jets over under 46 and a half. I think the Jets have Flacco starting. I know Sam darnold has been banged up. He hurt his shoulder. Um, Flacco is the elite – Is that is still a conversation? Who knows, but I think Arizona scores enough points. I don't think they completely like blow the doors off them where they drop like a forty burger or like a thirty-five. But I just don't see the Jets' offense scoring points. I mean, Le'Veon Bell, he's still on IR, but he's returning back to practice, so that's a good sign. But I think Arizona wins that game, like like twenty-four to ten. So it's forty-six and a half is the over/under, and I'm taking the under. Next we got the Giants at Cowboys, a battle of the NFC East. Um, Cowboys are minus nine and a half at home. Now you're saying like that might be a crazy like like the Cowboys are one and three. Have you ever seen a one and three team that is given nine and a half, like the following week? I can't remember the last time I've seen that, and you might think I'm crazy. But the Giants offense is horrendous. I just don't think they keep up with them offensively. So it's a it's a terrible offense for, versus a terrible defense. Like, it's just two idiots fumbling over a locked door. Sees who's who can open it. You know what I mean? But I think the Cowboys do do enough, and I think they win by like fourteen. Right now, the Giants' offense has only scored three touchdowns this entire season. Let that sink in through four weeks. Three touchdowns. You know, there's twenty. There's there's twenty. There's twenty plus. I believe it's twenty one. 21 players in the NFL offensive players that have more offensive TDs than the Giants' entire offense. That that's asinine. That that can't happen. I have ripped the Bears' offense for being bad. Being a Giants fan and you have the Jets and the Giants is em- embarrassing for the city of the biggest city in the United States. Like just that has to be better. But I think Cowboys at home minus nine and a half. They're one and three. I think this is where Cowboys can like rattle off like three wins in a row, and then the Cowboys are like four and three, and like, oh, are the Cowboys real? Are they a playoff? Are they like a deep playoff contender? But but I think it's all fake. But I do think they kill this week, and I think they, they win by at least ten. So last but not least, no, I said that before. Last, just straight up last, we have the fancy game 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 of the week. And it's Vikings at Seahawks. I've already broke down the Seahawks' offensive production. They've, they've been killing this year. Um, Seahawks minus 7 at home. I'm taking the Seahawks for arguably versus... They are bottom 5 in the NFL of their um, passing defense is the Vikings. And I'm saying the Seahawks, just they go 5-0 and oh and like everyone's going to be talking about Rodgers versus Russell for who's going to be MVP. And um, Vikings have been been good at coming back late. I just think the Seahawks are going to be too much for them. So I'm taking Seahawks minus 7. Seahawks minus 7, Cowboys minus 9.5, over under Cardinals-Jets game, 46.5, we're taking the under. Colts minus 1.5, Falcons, you could say either straight up pick them, win, or Falcons minus 1. So that breaks down the the mortgage payment. So at least you know this week can determine what kind of uh where where I might be. Um bet, let's say taken games wise. Um I always say when in doubt have faith in the commish. We'll see. I'll keep you updated coming into next week. Of course, on Twitter I will also put up the uh the bets as well so you guys can follow along. Alright. So that's the mortgage payment. Like I said, it's hard to do it by yourself. You know what? I'm out here trying to have a glass, trying to have a sip, um, trying to relax, but it's better to to bounce some of these ideas off someone besides uh, the cane sitting passenger and he's giving me nothing, you know? So, next, moving on, we're going to move on to the two minute drill. As you can tell, the commission is using his his cell phone, so it's going to be hard to do a two-minute drill on there. But what I can do is put it on my watch. So we're going to break down the two-minute drill. We're going to break down this game's week for week five. A lot of good matchups, some bye weeks this week for some crucial players. All the Packers are on a bye. It's never a good sign, especially since they've been killing. It's probably a good week for Devontae, uh, Devontae Adams to get another bye, so he comes back in week six and kills it. But we're gonna break out, break down right, right off the bat. I got a D plus. That is Matthew Channel versus Drake in my cup. Let me set the watch. That's the game we're gonna start with. Ready, set, begin. All right, Matt Channel. We got. I got a D plus. He's starting Matt Ryan. I think Matt Ryan and Calvin Ridley. I think Calvin Ridley has a huge um, comeback game, especially if Julio plays the entire time. Um, I don't like. I'm worried about McLaren, um, especially since they they benched Hashkin, um, Haskins. Um, I Montgomery's been struggling, and Drake's kind of been struggling. I like Kareem Hunt to eat for Matt Channel. I like Lamb to have a big game against the Giants, and Brown to have a big game against Cincy and George Kittles, probably back in the field, Vince, Miami. I'm going to take Matt Channel in this game. Moving on, we got Mike's football team versus the, the Wally Jeans, the Waddles, I call them. Uh, right now, Mr. Waldo is four and zero in the league, and I would hate to see him go five and zero. I need a big game out of Mr. McCarthy because the group chat will be lit, and we'll never hear the end of it. But we got Mike versus the Waddles. I'm I'm kind of not digging the Devante Parker and then the the Kim Harry uh, starts for. From Mr. McCarthy, Mike Davis had a huge game last week, but he's playing against Atlanta, so he could have another game again. I like Waldo's running backs, and Derrick Henry's back in the mix versus Buffalo. I'm going to take Dak Prescott. He's gonna, I think he's gonna kill the Giants. I'm gonna take the Wilds. He's gonna go five and zero, and we're gonna be in some, we're gonna be some trouble in the group chat. Moving on, we got Spot Star King. That is Andy versus. A guy that doesn't have a name because he dropped half his leagues. Mikey Meltdown, Mr. Mack on the ones at twos. What did the Kirk Cousins start for uh Mr. Trotham. I do I think Zeke has a big game as well. I think Robinson plays pretty well against Houston. Um the Edmonds start for for Andy is kinda kinda hurting and he, he's starting Higgins as well. Um I'm gonna say Trotter this week, and you know he thinks it's gonna be the kiss of death. But I think Trotter wins this game, and Trotter's in ninth, and Andy's in eighth, so it's a battle that little position. Trotter can go to two and three, and Andy's gonna go to two and three as well, if it plays out to my predictions. Um, next, we got a banged up. Sir Purra. Um David has been has 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 been working the streets, finding uh, trash and turning into gold. But does his luck run out this week? He's starting up. His team's pretty banged up. Um, why so starting Smith from New Orleans, starting Johnson from Cleveland. Um, I think tomorrow eats again. I think Hopkins and and Murray kill the Jets. I'm I'm gonna say, uh, Simo. Simo wins this game, and uh, Dave falls to three and two. Next, we're moving on. Lamar's attack just made a trade with um, Leith Macedo, aka Ricardo. Um, I think Lamar Jackson has a big game. Julio comes back as good. Will Fuller is number three when he's number one in Houston. I think they bounce back as well. Um, I'm sorry, Gailey. I'm, I'm gonna say I'm taking Lewis this week to to get the dub. Lewis Owen Fork gets his first dub of the season. Um, love to see that for the kid. Last but not least, we got the Kamish versus Lecito. Um. The ghost of lath aka now managed by Ricardo, um, like I I don't know what to say about this game because I had Jared Allen and Ryan Tannehill, and if that game's not played, I'm going to be scraping the waiver wire for uh, waiver wire for a quarterback. Melvin, you start Melvin Gordon against uh, the Patriots. Now they said Philip Lindsay's back in practice. Um, me not having any Aaron Jones, starting Singletary. He just traded for Earths. I think like the ghost of leith is just going to come back and eat me. So I th- I think it's got to be determined. I'm just going to be confident in myself and I'm number 2 in the league at 3-1. I think I'm going to get another dub. Lathe seems one at 3. He can get one as well, but I I'm, I'm going to take myself. Have have some confidence. And that is the end. Let me hit a horn on the ah. And that's it for the 2-minute drills. More like probably like 4 minutes. Um, I forgot to set my clock, so try to do the best I can. Maybe one time this season during the, the fantasy lounge we can actually get a two-minute drill under two minutes. Um we'll see if that happens, but until then we'll uh keep trying each week. Alright, that uh that pretty much concludes the two-minute drill. Moving on, last but not least, the, the the top off the podcast, we have to do and we have to discuss what just took place. This week. Um, shout out to my guy, Jibber Jabs. He he was in the group chat prior. I know we've ch- changed like three group chats this, this week. But he was in the group chat prior. He was like, hey, on the fantasy pod, like, where's the commissioner's corner? Well, guess what, kid? You got it. And now it's time. Let me take a little sip of some red. Now it's time for the commissioner's corner. This week has been um, this week in the commissioner's corner has been full of turmoil, you could say. Lath, our dear Lathe, has recused himself from this league for a variety of reasons, but don't be alarmed. I believe just like Jordan, he will be back. He's just taking some time off to play. I don't know, like fancy baseball or something. But this league continues, and we'd like to welcome back Ricardo, who has stepped in to help out with his team uh, for the f- foreseeable future. But we plug on. The main thing for me is uh, there's been lots of talk about people walking away from this league, and I just want to like take a time like that's that's all that's all that's all pump the brakes a little bit. It's been a crazy year. We've said that. COVID cases, job security. Who knows your fancy team? A lot of stresses from uh, getting pulled from a lot of dif- different angles, and it's all understood. Riots, looting, yada yada yada. I mean, this 2020 has uh, pretty much sucked. But the main thing that's remained constant through a majority of our lives as the commission turns a year older, we're going on 14 years, is this league. And uh, the, uh, the boys and the friendship we've had with each other. Let me, let me just put this in perspective. This league has stood through four elections. Yes, four elections, boys, this league has, has stood through. Let it sink in. As we have seen this far, this, this year has been very weird. It's been constantly changing, ever-changing. So my main thing I want to put out to the league is, like I said before, is everyone pump the brakes. Let's relax. Adapt. Let's face this ever-changing landscape, not only as individuals uh, managing our team, but as a forefront, as um, a combination of, of friends and foes, but mostly friends with a lot of shit talking. A lot, a lot of uh, negativity been thrown in the league. I love, I love the banter. Andy is like kerosene for this league. Anytime there's a post, just put, uh, put more gas on the fire. I, I love it. Don't take things personally. There's two things. Don't take it personally. It's purposely. Like Trotta dropped his entire league and had a, an, an epic meltdown. And sense you know what I mean if you let if you let it sit sit back and sense has come back and apologized numerous times to his credit, and I'll give him that, but the main thing is we we're all we we're, we're all mandated a meltdown. mine usually comes in the final four of the playoffs when I take third I've taken third in this league six times out of fourteen years, and it's been six out of the last eight years. you hate to see it and I took no it's been six the last nine years and I took second in one of those times, but I'll say my meltdown for then when I will drink twenty berry wise and stare into used to, what used to be the pit and look at my life. but the main thing is, is at the end of the day it's fantasy football and uh friendships last forever, so that's not kill each other um that that's that's stay. Let's stay together and let's stay humble and let's take on 2020 um in the best way possible. Let's not shy away from adversity. That's that's come through it. You know, Sean McVeigh said a great quote, I thought, in in Hard Knocks this year, when he's talking about the the team that handles the pandemic the best is overall or is overall gonna be the most successful during the season. So whatever comes our way for the next coming weeks every every week we're taking a day by day here adapt overcome and conquer that's all i'm saying and and that's pretty much it for the commissioner's corner so i want to little throw out a little content for this week for week five um wish everyone luck i want to tell everyone to follow us on instagram snapchat facebook yada 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 should we start a tiktok i think some of us got some good dance moves i've seen it i just saw trotto last week and it, and a COVID party, pretty much, dancing up a storm. This kid still got it. But that's. make sure to follow us. Make sure to, to click listen. And um, I wish everyone a positive and healthy week, healthy week going into week five. And for that, the commissioner's out. Good night, y'all.